वेलकम टू अ न्यू एपिसोड ऑफ बाजार इन दिस एपिसोड आई वॉज इन्वाइटेड बाई अमन द होस्ट ऑफ टेक्स वायर टू टॉक अबाउट सर्टन टेक्सटाइल स्टॉक्स एंड यू नो आई हाईली रिकमेंड एनी वन इंटरेस्टेड इन फैशन और टेक्सटाइल्स टू फॉलो दिस पॉडकास्ट बिकॉज ही इज़ ही इज़ पुटिंग सम रियली अमेजिंग कंटेंट आउट दे थ्रू हिज पॉडकास्ट एंड दिस एपिसोड इज पार्ट ऑफ अ थ्री एपिसोड सीरीज एंड दिस इज़ द फर्स्ट एपिसोड एंड in this we spoke about you know the ecosystem of fashion how it works from you know making the yarn to the final product to the cloth final stitching the cloth and how the textile industry works we also touched upon the subject of why companies list on the stock exchange and some of its pros and cons so yeah on with the show hello uh, welcome to another episode of textwired by aman i cover topics in textiles and fashion to educate consumers about their consumption and the industry in general so in today's episode we'll be talking about some of the textile stocks that are listed in the bombay stock exchange and to join me in this episode i have my very good friend siddharth who is also the host of bazaar podcast he covers a lot of business and the economics of india so he's also a great childhood friend Hello Siddharth welcome to the podcast Hey man thank you for having me on the show it's you know always a pleasure doing a show with you and I'm really excited to talk about what we have in store today so yeah and I think this is our third episode right Siddharth Yeah it's our third episode more to come uh, Yes there, of course yes yeah. <laughs> So it was great to have this such uh, podcast episodes with you Yeah man and I'm excited for today's show because you know honestly I don't know much about the intricacies of how the textile and the fashion industry works. Yeah. I know that the industry is is a capital intensive one like you've got to put a lot of money up front. You have to invest in machines, you know, you have to set up your own manufacturing process, contract manufacturing, all of that stuff. So, yes. It's it's a it it's is. a very capital intensive industry and a lot of times you don't know how much demand is going to be in the market. It's it's also very cyclical in nature. So, this is a very exciting industry you are operating like you are someone who is very close to this industry so you have yes, like i have my really good knowledge me having my own textile business it's all about pre planning and pre production before the seasons approach so textiles and clothing is like generally it's all about fashion and these fast fashion brands have made it like every week is a new fashion so it is a lot of uh, planning that goes into it and you have to be ready with the product when the season starts so especially in india when we have like diwali we diwali is about in november so the the production and designing everything starts by may so there's so much planning that goes on then selection of fabric and everything so you can never say how much you will sell out you can it's very difficult to predict also right you can only predict from your personal sales patterns because it's very hard to have an economic view because mm. i i don't know if they are publishing such numbers like okay uh, online online shopping can be tracked because of orders and everything but offline you it's it's very hard to track it all depends on how much yeah. how much you are selling so it's you have to make prediction based on those so yeah it's it's interesting definitely so i have like it's, it's so it was very interesting to see how these listed companies are working with such a value chain so for uh, today we have four stocks that uh, i would like to discuss and we would also analyze with with the viewers topics like their history and how they operate their current market share but before that i want to briefly share the value chain of this whole garment industry 
I mean, the whole textile industry, from yarn all the way till the garments. So, yeah, man, I, I, I think it's quite important, right, to understand exactly how the industry works and how the ecosystem works as well. Like when you are investing in any company, it's very important to understand which industry the company is in. So, for example, like if you love airline stocks and you want to invest in SpiceJet, let's say, but when you study the industry, you understand that it's incredibly difficult to make money in the airlines business. Legendary investors like Warren Buffett, you know, even they have been burnt. I think Warren Buffett lost around $7 billion in airlines. Mm. So right. you need to understand how the industry works so that you'll be you know, better able to identify which players are in a better position to capture market share, deliver returns, to you know, have a competitive edge as well. I think same goes with textiles and the fashion industry. It has a lot of moving parts. It's very important to understand how things work, how the entire value chain works. Yes. And Aman, I mean, I want to ask you this. So I'm like, let's say, you know, I'm a newbie looking to get into the textile industry and I want to research stocks in this category. So how does the value chain operate? Like where does the process start from and how do you get to the finished product? Like how does the entire value chain work? in the fashion industry. Okay, that's a very good starting point, Siddharth. Before we start, before we analyze any company, we need to know the nature of the business and what exactly it is doing. So if we don't have a general idea about what the business is about, then we can never know what to evaluate from. Like, we cannot have an opinion otherwise. So for in this whole textile industry, from yarn all the way to garment, so the first step is the yarn. Obviously, yarns are these threads that make up the whole fabric. So in, in yarn, it's divided between natural and synthetic. So natural, uh, this is this process called spinning. So all these natural fabrics are spun and they go through a process called sizing that improves the strength of the yarn when they make the fabric. Otherwise, these natural fabrics, they have very small fibers and it can easily be detached. So it, there's a spinning process to it, which is a huge part because imagine how much cotton you have to pick up from the farm and then spin it to make threads. So that's a whole segment just in the natural fabric. And another one is the polyester. Now polyester, there are huge machines that have to melt the polyesters and you have to make polyester chips, spin them because threads are really, really small and really thin. So you have to create a whole process to make such thin yarns or if somebody doesn't understand yarn, it's a very that's thin. plastic, right? Like polyester yeah. is plastic. Right? Yeah, it's like plastic threads to make plastic threads and threads yeah. are really small. Imagine when you look at your clothes, how many threads are there? So it's very hard to imagine how small these like plastic threads they have to make. And they are and they come in so many orientation. Orientation means in what characteristics these yarns are there, which are further divided into so many other more. So this is the first mm. to make the yarns. And then we move on to the fabric. So fabric is called, there are two ways. There is weaving and knitting. There are other moves or other more also that, that go into the technical textiles, which is not clothing. So they are, they also have other methods, but generally what we know is weaving and knitting. So say that a t-shirt mm. that you're wearing, that is knitting. And the shirt that I'm wearing is weaved. Okay. So knitting, you have like What's these the circles. You have these small circle, circle kind of thing. In uh, If you look closely, like how a plain weave, like weave the shirt that I'm wearing. If you look closely, you will have like x-axis and y-axis. You know, they have things that strings, oh. uh, threads that run top down and like left and right. So this is done on the machine. So this is weaving. So you won't see in mm. your shirt, you won't see threads running up and across. So that's knitting. Understood that. Quite interesting, man. Yes. So this is uh, one way. You do, and there are obviously 
shirts just in this shirt there you can do so much with shirts and even just with t-shirts there are whole other uh, whole segments of t-shirts also there's minimalism mm. there is sportswear there is casual wear and they have like normal t-shirts where you print things on so there's all these other segments yeah. so many segments so before it goes to the production aspect the fabrics needs to be finished you have to go through processing so like processing is called like mm. dyeing or printing so like what my shirt is it's printed and yours is plain dyed and so there are other processes there are other mills that do these with the fabrics to make it more garment ready i would say like make it more finished as a fabric so that's why they're saying you can do the smoothness of it you can do the stentering with the polyester fabrics and stuff to smoothen it out you can do a lot of thing with the processing and later when the whole fabric part is done then you have the whole segment of stitching which is garmenting so where you have to cut the fabrics into into so many parts and then stitch them together and then the quality of stitches how you stitch based on fashion design uh, mm. traditional non traditional and stuff like that all of those are in those stitching so you can see the whole value chain is so large and there are so many small moving pieces textile is such a vast field i would say so this is what happens in textile industry now let's see how these listed companies what they are doing and to what extent they are capitalizing yeah man i think what you just gave you was a really good breakdown like starting from the yarn the spinning sizing how the yarn like the cotton is converted into yarn or like how polyester is made then how the fabric is made like weaving knitting then the processing aspect of it like dyeing printing and then yeah. finally stitching the final product and then distribution so like lot of moving parts i think a lot of companies operate in these niches sub categories and yes. i would like to you know cover a few interesting things about the textile industry so i was when i was researching for the show right i was surprised to find this out that textiles is the second largest employer after the agricultural industry so it's an absolutely vital industry for our country you know it employs more than 35 million people directly like i'm not even talking about the indirect employment here it directly mm. employs 35 million people also a lot of exports that happen from india are textiles like clothes textile products like innerwear garments so many yes. things are exported from india the exports in the sector are also quite high contributing to a good amount to the total exports and i think it's it's one of those industries one of those sectors which are which is ripe for disruption because right. you know we are seeing abroad income like if you go to us you'll see companies like stitch fix you know what stitch fix does right it it gives you a box with clothes in it and then that box right. is delivered to your house and you you get to choose which clothes you want so so i would say it's because that's that's one reason why the labor in india is cheaper because uh, all, all these uh, 35 million people that it's that are being employed most of them are uh, low income people so it's, it's yeah. uh, that's why uh, you don't need a lot of education and mm-hmm. like knowledge to work in such industries like there is such thing as like transportation and you know like picking cottons you don't need high level of mm-hmm. education anyone can just pick cottons you just have yeah. to know which one it's like plucking fruits you just have to know which fruit is ripe and you have to let the machine do the work and this all a lot of the production part it is done on the machines anyways because these machines they produce or they do the work in such large quantity that you need so many people to handle the production that's that's coming out from these machines yeah but my point here is that even the companies that we are going to be talking about in this episode they also have to constantly innovate because you know this industry is going to be disrupted probably 
in the next 10 years you know uh, it will not be very labor intensive like i think a lot of people like of these 35 million people it is unfortunate but as automation happens as this industry gets more technologically advanced i think it's going to be difficult for manual labor to survive in this industry i don't know like exactly yeah. how much time it's going to take yeah. and also with with the current knowledge that we all have access to you need really basic knowledge and you just and you have to keep at it like there are a few instructions yeah. that machine so if you know there are so many yarns that are on the machine so if a yarn breaks down you need somebody to look at look after it so you just have to know how to put mm-hmm. it back on the machine which somebody who has like a bachelor's degree will not want to stand in a factory just looking if the machine is functioning nobody would want to do that so then automate that right you can automate that yeah so these are the inaccuracies that you have to look so you can only make the machines more efficient but you will always need Understood. somebody to stand unless somebody comes up with a machine that just works another way then yes i think that's what's happening in china the the machines are running really efficient that they don't require mm. so much labor the machines yeah. run really well overnight when the labors are not present and i think india that's not the case those guys are very efficient and like in this episode the companies that we are going to be talking about right they also really have to up their game we are going to be talking about four companies i think raymonds page industries alok industries and trident these are all listed companies and we'll cover their history their performance over the years and see how the future looks like yes so yeah let's yeah. let's get right into it yeah and okay so for listed so uh, because of uh, the value chain is so vast sidat i want you to give viewers some idea about what's the need to be a listed company because right now there is such a ease that anyone can open an instagram account and start selling clothes or you can just have you can raise a little bit of fund set up few machines you can uh, customize the scale at which you want to work so why do you think there is a need to be a listed company what's the benefit that you don't get from being a private or small scale yeah man a couple of points so the reason why companies go public in the first place is because they want access to more capital right they want to repay their debts maybe they want to open a new facility a new product line they want to expand beyond what they are currently working at so there's a point up to which you can take a bank loan right after a point if you want to expand you need right. more capital you need more money mm. and taking more bank loans after a point is going to hurt you so what do you do you invite the public and the financial institutions to invest in your company those guys they get a share of your company and you get the money to chase after your vision so what happens is you you basically come out with an ipo public sector guys like you know mutual funds the right. retail investors there are different categories they invest in your company they give you the money because they believe in your vision so that's the primary reason to raise capital mm. second i would say is that it makes the company more credible because investors start paying attention to you employees want to work for a listed company because you know there's also chance to get esops a listed company will always attract more employees more talent but the real reason i'll i'll tell you so this might sound a bit controversial but okay. this is the reality <laughs> nowadays the real reason why companies come out with an ipo is not to raise capital or you know to become more credible it's to give the venture capital guys a very sweet exit so that right. you know <laughs> those guys make money and that's the reality i mean if you see the ipos that have come out in the past 6 months and even now like zomato is going to come out with an ipo it's a loss making company right right doesn't have to come out with an ipo but the venture capital guys have been in the business for more than like i don't know how long like so they want to yeah they, they have they an exit plan right. as well yeah also 
like one thing people need to understand is that you know getting listed is not all rosy not a very sweet ride because once you get listed you fall within the ambit of sebi and also your administrative reporting increases you have to release quarterly earnings take investor questions you've got to really perform well like you become very accountable as well because one bad quarter and then you know everyone starts questioning your leadership you know your stock price drops as well you get more media coverage because you're a listed company so you cannot do anything dumb right if if you do anything which is controversial then again your stock price is going to drop so all of these things to remember getting listed is good definitely for the company but yeah i mean it it does take away a lot of freedom that a private company enjoys so that's that's there so that's the end of the first episode we have two other episodes lined up which are part of the three episode series and you know in those two episodes we analyzed companies like raymond's page industries alok industries and trident do tune into that also i have a quick announcement to make so we are launching a new podcast called piggy bank which will cover topics on personal finance so you know if you're just starting out and wondering how to manage your money or you know how you know you're just looking to get into personal finance then piggy bank can help you out also let us know what you think of bazaar you can reach out to me on my twitter account let me know if you want me to cover any specific topics so yeah take care and we'll catch you in the next episode